Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of Racham Aleah Basara, Meshi, and all those experience a complete and speedy recovery. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Leah Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerchemiel Daniel Ben Gedalia. May the souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This Shabbos is a special Shabbos and has a unique name called Shabbos Chazoin, the Shabbos of Vision. We read a special Haftorah beginning with the words Chazoin Yishayo, the vision of Yishayo. Yeshayahu prophesies both the punishment for the rebellion against God, but also the ultimate redemption with the coming of Mashiach, and may it be speedily in our days. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Dvarim, We Are One. Our Parsha begins the final book of the Torah, Sefer Dvarim. And with just 37 days left to live, Moshe Rabbeinu gathers the nation for his final address. He rebukes them for their past misdeeds and their lack of trust in God. Moshe expresses the burden of leadership and how he mitigated it by appointing leaders over each tribe and many different numbers of Jewish people. He recounts the spies' frightening reports about the land of Israel and the drastic consequences that came from that event. He describes their journeys through the desert and their wars with the nations of Sichon, Bashan, and Amor. However, a question comes to mind. The Parsha concludes with Moshe Rabbeinu recounting, how the tribes of Uvain, Gud, and half of the tribe of Manasseh wanted their portion of the land of Israel to be outside the land of Israel, on the east side of the Yarden of the Jordan River. And the compromise they agreed to was the tribes joining the battle to conquer Israel before they settled in their desired portion. And following that Pasuk in our Parsha, Moshe Rabbein reminds his successor Yeshua ben Nun not to fear because God is on their side. Don't fear. For the Lord your God will fight for you. But if God was fighting for the nation, then why did the tribes of Reuven, God, and half of the tribe of Manasseh need to join the others in their conquest of the land of Israel? Why is Moshe recounting this compromise and this statement to his successor simultaneously? One of the many answers that is given is that the last two psukim, the last two verses, is Moshe Rabbeinu repeating what he said to his successor, to Yeshua ben Nun, and not to the nation as a whole. The Pasuk begins, And I commanded Yeshua at that time, saying, Since Yeshua was about to take over the leadership of the Jewish people and lead the Jewish army into battle, Moshe Rabbeinu gave him encouragement, gave him perspective, so he cannot fear when he's leading the nation into war. However, the Or HaChaim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim Ben Atar, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He reiterates his commentary in last week's Torah portion, Parshas Matas where he details the definition of how the Jewish nation goes to battle. He quotes the Pasuk in last week's Torah portion, and Moshe responded to the tribes and the children of God and Reuven. Your brethren are coming to war and you will just stay here? And now the precise translation of the words is come to war, not fight a war. There are specific words like hilachem, which indicate going to war or fighting a battle, but this is not used in our Pasuk. According to the Arachim HaKadosh, 
God ran the show when it came to the battle for Israel just as He did when the Jewish nation left Egypt with their heads held up high. All the nation had to do was follow the path that God set for them, which they mostly did. So the Jewish army was basically superficial and only necessary to create a physical pathway, a physical channel for God to put His plan into action. The Yorachim HaKadosh answers the questions that we asked above by defining another purpose for the Jewish army, unity within the Jewish nation. They can go to war with many thousands of soldiers and defeat a mighty nation like Amalek. Or they can battle with just a few thousand soldiers as they did when they conquered Moab because the goal is oneness, the goal is unity. The compromise that Moshe made with the tribes of Reuven and Gad was to signify their solidarity within the nation. They publicized and demonstrated that they were a part of a single cohesive unit called the Jewish people. And although their land is ready to be inhabited right now, they will not settle until the entire land of Israel is conquered and populated. Moshe Rabbeinu reminds the nation before he passes away that no amount of distance or separation can change the intrinsic connection of the Jewish people. Our destiny is interwoven within the community as a whole. And our future depends on the Jewish people reminding ourselves of the novel idea that we are one. This deeply profound lesson is ever more relevant and appropriate as we prepare for the saddest day of the Jewish calendar, Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, a day that will live in infamy and sorrow until the ultimate redemption will take place. Please God, it happens before this Tisha B'Av. As it is widely known, one of the reasons for the destruction of the second temple of the second Beis was baseless hatred. In fact, many horrific tragedies in history stem from conflict and division within our own people, within our nation. As the Lubavitcher Rebbe puts it, the remedy is uninhibited love and care for each other as we say each day in the prayers of Shemana Esrei. Barachinu avinu kulonuke echad. We are blessed when we are one. There's a powerful quote from Rabbi Yosef Dov Soloveitchik known as the Beis Salevi. The Jewish people are bound together not just by history, but by a shared common destiny. Have a great weekend, good Shabbos, and a meaningful fast. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.